games. We got everything that you was, wanted. What was in the time you trained? What was your washout percentage? I mean, how often did you send people to Toontown to be in the concentration camps? My, I ended up training a lot of the the temporary people, like not the not the. People are going to be there all summer long. Oh, this sure. is my summer job. A lot of seasonals. Yeah. And so I, so most of the people I trained worked there briefly, yeah. just like a summer, and then were gone. And uh, but I mean, How many people didn't you sign off on? I mean, how many people did not make it besides those two? Those two? Those may have been the only two that I couldn't get Something through. out of. Yeah. Yeah. There were some that I'm like, well, this guy's not great. Let's take an extra day and push him, you know, and work on it. And yeah. There's hope. Yeah. And, and a couple of days I was given a... Th- a fourth day, somebody else's. Usually, if it's a fourth day, they they push you to a different trainer to see. Yeah. Okay, and I had a couple for other people. I'm like, yeah, how did you deal with this person for three days without killing them? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when you kind of gently suggest, oh, you know, you might not want to. You know, yeah. there's plenty of other food vending is fun, and ODV is great, <laughs> and and yeah, you you can tell pretty pretty quickly. But I had in my experience, the managers were really willing to move yeah. people places. Well, and it is kind of crazy that the Jungle Cruise is a new hire attraction. Because a lot of the people who come to that door, let's just take that age range of 18 to 22. Yeah. How many of those people are, let, let's put our brains back in high school, 80% of everyone in high school hated public speaking. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a notoriously shy group of people who are being put by this trial, through this trial by fire. Yeah. And you're doing it and not only having them drive a boat, load gas, do the safety stuff, but they have to be funny on top of it. Yeah. I, I knew a girl when I worked there in 96 who would sob every time she had to work at Jungle Cruise. She sat in the back off stage and would cry. Oh, yeah. And she would get in the boat and do her best, but she hated it and they wouldn't transfer her. Gosh. And I'm like, I know a guy that would literally kill someone for right. you to come be a skipper. And the, the company's like, well, nobody's need bodies and, you know, for positions. That's all. It doesn't. Yeah. And that's when I was because everyone assumes you have to audition. Oh, what's the process, Mike? It's the luck of the draw, or you have to talk to managers beforehand yeah. and get on their good side. Uh, when, when I rehired my for my third time around, I got DCA once, then Disneyland once, then I left, came back. So I was scheduled for jungle training, scheduled for it. The other person in my training me. group, oh, yeah. the other person in my training group didn't show up. So rather than move the person from the indie group over to Jungle, they moved me over to Indie. And they were like, well, we'll train you as soon as a slot becomes open. Eight months of pestering them before I got my Jungle knowledge back. I was furious about it. I almost almost walked out. I mean, I was so pissed. I flat out refused to be trained anywhere else. Uh, They tried for a lot, especially when landlocking came in and you had to work in that land. I refuse. Actually, the manager actually sat me down uh, and said, well, what, what happens if Indy shows up on your schedule? I'm like, I might get sick. He's like, but what if it kept showing up on your schedule? I'm like, I think I would be too afraid to sign off on the paperwork that I would be safe to work that attraction. I don't I don't yeah. feel that I would be a safe person. That, by the way, and that, he just looked at me and went, you would really do that, huh? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't come yeah. here to work at rides. <laughs> I don't want to measure kids and say, hi, you're too short. And you know, I know you're too fat, but here's a, mm-hmm. a belt to make you fit. And then you scream at me because you're, you know. It, I don't – I, I, I worked there. I was such a bad person. I worked there to have fun and yeah. to have a good time, not to measure kids. Well, and, and that is, by the way, for anyone who is going to be going through the process uh, or works there now and doesn't want to get cross-trained, the safety thing is 100% the most efficient way. Yep. Tell people that you – I never worked Thunder because I didn't want to and potentially get a safety. I got one at Indy, which – where were you when I had to get cross-trained on Big Thunder Mountain? <laughs> I totally know. Yeah. Uh, but I think the managers were 
a couple of them seemed afraid of me, but a couple of them were smart enough to just ask me, and I'll tell them. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's not. Like, I work here oh. for fun. And, and honesty is, that. I mean, honestly, being able to articulate your position, be honest about it, and tell people with some integrity, yeah. uh, no, that's going to go a long way with the managers because they're used to people lying to them and weaseling out of things and, you know, yeah. group call-outs because there was a giant luau party the night before. And, yeah, yeah, things like true. that. Weekend at Benny's. Passing around the yeah. phone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, w- I was part of that once, yes. Yeah, that's fine. That was, um, that was Matt Neary's going away party. Yep. Oh, I will not uh, elaborate any I, further. I love <laughs> um, From what I can remember. Called but, in um, Vegas once. Yeah. From Vegas. Called in Vegas. You can clearly hear the slot machines. Like, I don't think oh. I'm coming in. Call- I had, a, in Vegas. I had a manager I really well last night. <laughs> I had a manager tell me, Jeannie Mayberry, the great Jeannie, I yep. adore her, said you, that she had a cast member call in sick once and she heard the train in the background. <laughs> she goes, are you on property? Click. <laughs> the phone hung up. <laughs> Who calls in sick from the park? I did that on New Year's Eve. <laughs> New Year's Eve, my friends wanted to Disneyland, so we go into Disneyland. I called in sick from the pay phones in Space Mountain. You could hear space <laughs> in the background. Yeah, okay. I'm not coming in today. <laughs> Do you ever have that where you were at the park early before a shift and a manager sees you and goes, hey, do, can you work right now? Yeah. <laughs> that happened to me. That happened to me. They're like, can you? Oh, and yeah. I'm like, I'm with my, yeah, okay. I'll Because I'm like, oh, I get a boat. And I yeah. told my friends, I'm like, dude, go. In an hour, I'll be on a boat. Yep. I did it because I'm a shameless. I, well, the that era, that 03, 04, 02, that whole range. Mm-hmm. That was when overtime was breeding like the like the feral cats that were there at the park. I mean, mm-hmm. we were. I, mean, I had weeks where I had sixty, sixty-five hours of paid time, and when you start hitting the the top time, it's triple pay. Mm-hmm. I never did that because it always it marked the box. I volunteer for overtime. I I would click the no box. Oh God, I love it. And I volunteer it. for the nope. Yeah, but you have a family, and at the time I was in my thirties well, and single. So even if that was me, I still would not. I no? I'm lazy. I'm lazier oh, than okay. hell. Uh, some friends of mine were giving me crap for. Uh, they go, "You've never worked a forty-hour week." I'm like. Yes, I have. And then my wife goes, Jungle Cruise doesn't count. I'm like, yes, it does. <laughs> 40 hours behind a boat counts. Can I tell you my lead story? Please. That please. was fun. Um, so I'm, I'm at home asleep like I'm supposed to, and I had a shift that started at like 11. So like it's kind of a swing shift. This is, af- this is after you made trainer. Yes, yeah. Yes, I've been trainer for, for a while. And um, uh, Frank Rios calls me. You know the great Frank Rios mm-hmm. who works and yeah. still works there and works um, We've in scheduling? Frank, we've mentioned Frank many times on this podcast. I would love to hear him on this podcast. That would, would be awesome. Well, yeah, he would have to get fired first or, or leave the company. So. Or you could hire – you could have his friend on, Mank Brios. <laughs> Familiar with them. Mank. Yes. I loved working with Mank. Mank, Mank Brios was awesome. He knows all the Frank stories, but yeah, yeah right? But Similar life experiences. Him. So he calls me, and this is all he says. He goes, hey, Dave, can you come in right now uh, for your shit? Like, come in right now? And I'm like – and I just woke up. I'm like, yeah, I, I got to take a shower. So I said, okay, get here as soon as you possibly can. I'm like, oh, that's just Frank being Frank. Mm-hmm. And so I take a shower. I have breakfast. I, I didn't actually rush, right? I drive up there. And I'm walking to the jungle. I'm kind of taking my time because the park opened at like 8. And it was maybe not even 9 o'clock. It was like mm-hmm. 8.45. So I made pretty good time. And I see Gina Mayberry walking by. And she's, and she's like, David, thank you so much for coming in today. I'm like. That is really unusual. I'm like, yeah, no, yep. no problem. She's like, it means so much to me. I'll be by later to check up on you. I'm like, what the heck is that? No manager's ever said that to me. Mm-hmm. So I get there, and I look at the schedule, right, where the, well, the, who, what rotation is and all that stuff, and I'm looking at it, and I don't see my name anywhere. And I'm like, what, what boat am I in? Where's the lead? And then a skipper who I will remain nameless walk up to me. May I say bad words? 
I, of course. Okay. Is only place I said you don't work blue, but you know. The, but you know, I'm gonna. I can. I can just save I can, it for. I can impact. say. I can say BS if you want. Yeah, it's whatever you want to say. I don't want to hurt the kids. No, it's okay. Kids are listening. So this, the guy walks up to me and goes, "Dave, you're a nice guy. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. You hear me?" Like yells it at the dock, and I'm like. What? He goes, you're a nice guy, and it's nothing about you, but it should be me, not you. I have I, more experience, and he starts rattling off, I, and I'm, I'm like... I'm so sorry that I did that to you, Dave. It, well, I, it wasn't you. <laughs> and, and so he's yelling at me that he's apologized, and it's not about you, but it's about the, the managers and the situation. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And he storms away. I'm like, what the hell is that? And, and no one tells me anything. And so I grab the phone, and I call up to scheduling call Frank. I'm like, Frank... I'm not on here anywhere. Where's the lead? He's like, oh, dude, you're the lead today. I'm like, why didn't you tell me? He's like, yeah, well, I figured we'd tell you when you got here. So I was the lead. And this other guy was very mad that he wanted to be the lead. And so... So here's the thing is, since we did our Condor Man exercise yes. earlier, yes. I'm going to write a name down. Okay. This is not going to be... Po- I, wish, I just want to see... Okay. Can I write a name? We can, we can edit this out because I, I don't want people home to be upset because... No, no, this won't, because we're not going to actually say any names. Okay. I just want to see if my Condor Man level skills... All right. Uh, here, you can write it on the bottom right. there. Yeah. So this cast member was so angry, he spent a half hour upstairs yelling at the managers. Then he spent another half hour yelling at people on the dock. So I finally grabbed him and I said, do you want to go to Indy instead? And he said, I want to go to Indy. All right, let's see. Hold you on, are hold correct. On. Hold on. You are this correct. Blind. You are correct. <laughs> they, they both knew exactly who it was. I, I am seriously impressed with both of you gentlemen right now. So I said, do you want to go to Indy? So and so we, time, you know, right? we sent him to Indy. Yeah. And um, I remember there was, um, it was fun making up the schedule and who got to go where. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there was one skipper, again, I won't say his name, really nice guy. Mm-hmm. But I think he drove some people crazy. Yep. And I thought, this guy kills when he's at front load. Mm-hmm. But I thought he get, he got put at unload a lot because he drove the, the leads crazy. Yep. And I'm like, and so he, he saw the list. And he saw that I was the lead. He, he, I think he thought I was going to screw him over. He's like, oh, you're the lead. I'm like, yeah. yeah. And he saw it. He goes, thank you. And like hugged me. I'm like, you're welcome. Yep. And uh, it was terrifying and fun. Yep. And one of the most fun things, another skipper who I won't mention, but she thought she was really pretty. Mm-hmm. And this is when I, I, I hadn't, I'd only been married a couple of years. And you know how women flirt with you and try to be all cutesy and flirty? This is the best thing about being married. It's like kryptonite. Women have no... You know, you know who this, this person is. So she always had princess rotations. She never took a boat out. And we didn't... I didn't have the space for a princess rotation. Princess is where you just don't work. You yeah. just hang out. So I looked at her and I said, no, you got to get in the boat. And she leaned over and like battered her eyes and smiled. And she went, come on. I went, get in the boat. Grab a setup. And I made her grab a setup. And, t- and she was stunned that mm-hmm. I made her work. I and her it was at that moment where I went, this wedding ring is like... Oh yeah, it's amazing. It's like a force field. See, at the time I was very divorced. She so. had no. Oh yeah. She had no See, that power was, that over was me. His guess. No. That was my guess. No. Okay. Oh, oh God, no. Not her. No, 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 no. Um, I'll write her name down if you want. No, no, no. Um, so I made her get in the boat. That this was is, fun. This is interesting podcasting um, right here. A manager, <laughs> right? Like, a manager even came by and goes, "How did you get her in the boat?" I go, "I just told her to get in the boat." And um, so that was fun, and I realized, and I helped settle an argument between two leads, one that always worked in the mornings and one that mm-hmm. always worked at nights, over which one was harder. Yeah. I said, oh, the night, the night shift lead is much harder, because you get there, everybody's... Well, the seniority is made, made it, all the daytime well, seniority makes it so nighttime is all newer people. It's mostly newer people, but you have to realize, when can you start sending people home? Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'll send you home now, but then if you get a rush, mm-hmm. you're out of luck. And so I, that was like... A difficult skill yeah. uh, to figure out when to pull boats. Where in the morning, it's guy shows up at eleven. Now you got more boats. I, I had one. Night, was, I had one nighttime lead shift. I was at university, 
uh, after I'd been trained at university, and apparently there was nobody in the park, and I was at Jungle, and I had seniority, and they had me close the ride out at you know at lead rate, so I was happy with it. Yeah, that. I got lead rate because of Benny. They weren't going to pay me, and he said, yeah. no, make him pay lead rate. And the first day, I was there for eight hours, didn't go to the bathroom once, didn't leave yep. the shipping office, because I had to pee so bad, and I got to the edge of the dock, and you hear, boom, 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 a three shot, and I ran back. And something else happened the next time I went to just run to the bathroom. And so I said, I'm not leaving. Yep. And so yep. the next... Give, give me a cup. Every other time I was a lead, I never ate, I never left. I would run to the bathroom really quick when I had confidence. Mm-hmm. But that first day was just terrifying because yeah. anything that happens is on you. And uh, Well, that, that's, all, that's, why, that's when you use the jungle bath, uh, the tiki bathroom because then someone's right there with a phone. That's true. But I, I take a radio with. You. I couldn't even make it that far. Yeah. Uh, without there without there being an incident, but it was it was a blast. It yeah. was a, a real blast. I, I really loved it. I I, I wish I wouldn't have had to have left because I would probably still be doing it now. Me too. Me too. Yeah. And when they had leads, I didn't apply for it because I already had all these teaching jobs and it was yeah. getting a full time teaching job. And I thought I don't want to take it away from somebody. Now I'm like I just should have quit that stupid teaching job. <laughs> I should have done stupid, stupid. So uh, yeah. That, that that was a good story. He was yeah. right. You were you were accurate in that prediction. Yeah. Did you uh, the elephant story? Can I tell you another one? You can tell me another one. This is what this is all about. This is not the podcast for Jungle Cruise stories. It's not. Okay, okay I'm not. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Once I went to Universal Studios. Even better. Yes. Even better. Um, okay, you know the squirter. Squirter comes up twice. Yep. Right. First time it squirts. Second time it doesn't squirt. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to have fun with a rookie. And so me and another skipper were hiding in the little tunnel. Mm-hmm. And there's a little hole where you can watch the, the birth is birth cave. Of, right? You can, you can see the squirter come up and down. And there's a reset button right by mm-hmm. the hole. So we picked a new rookie. It was her first day alone on the, on the job. And she pulls up. And the squirter comes up, squirts. It goes back down. As soon as it, the trunk hit the water, I hit the reset button. So when it came back up, it was at the start of the cycle. So it squirted the whole boat. So it came up twice to her eyes, squirted both times, mm-hmm. comes back around, and she nailed her whole boat. Second time she comes around, I do it again. So her book gets tagged, and my friend's like, do it to everyone. I go, no, 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 we're just going to do her. And so third time, comes back around with a lead in her boat, just the two of them. And he's like, do it. I go, no, 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 leave it alone, leave it alone. And he goes, see, the, 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 skip, the squirter comes up twice. The first time he squirts, the second time he does it. And she was almost in tears. She's like, it squirted both times. And he's like, you were, must have been going too fast. Or maybe he was like trying to couple his explanations. And we never told her. And uh, she probably, yeah. Did you ever, I always wanted to. And I had confidence in some boats in their ability to do this. To run the squirter. To run the squirter. Just floor it from the dock and never yeah. stop. There, there were... I remember that there was at least one boat that had the governor was was not as yeah. as tight oh. as the other ones. There was one that that I could get. I want to say it was the Zambezi when it was, but they changed the damn nameplates in the top of the boat. Let's let's spoil a jungle legend for people. The boats don't really stay the same when they bring him back and forth out of storage. They swap the damn tags Sometimes, on the yeah. top of it, so there's not a lot of consistency. But no, no, there was one that was able to. If you just full throttle, yeah. you know, if you kind of coast into the elephant bathing pool and then jam it, go for it. You could just run right through, and it would just I did maybe hit the very back of the boat. I, I did it empty. Yeah. When I worked there in 96, the boats didn't have governors on them, and you could move, and you could easily yeah. derail. And uh, when I came back in 2002, my, my trainer, Cass, right, was on your first mm-hmm. one, 
she didn't say anything. I pulled into to the dock, and I'm moving. And as soon as we got almost to where I wanted to go, I just threw it in full reverse, and the boat just kept going into no man's land. Oh, no. And she goes, I let you do it because I knew you were a skipper before, and I wanted to show you a lesson that if there had been a boat at no man's, you would have plowed them into the front boat, mm-hmm. and it would have been a disaster. Yep. And she goes, these have governors, and they don't stop that fast. She goes, I yep. can tell you're an old school skipper. So I learned that first day of driving the boat. Yeah. Can I tell you a, a mean thing I used to do to my trainees? Please, please. That's what this is all about. Because it's always good to be mean to people at Disneyland. You're, you're That's, you know, that's, you know. You, you, my, gotta, you gotta get it out on uh, people because then you have the nice parts. It's balanced. Yes. My training theory was if you can survive the crucible of me for three days, you belong in the jungle. Or I would tell my students, I'm gonna lean on you so that you don't get fired from your first job. You know, I'll... You can hate me later and then take me out to lunch. Um, so uh, the second day of training, they, I would give them the script at the end of the first day. And I'd say, here, look at this overnight. And the second day, they always want to know, are we going to have people on our boat? Are we going to have people on our boat today? The answer was yes, but I just said, oh, don't worry about that. And they interpreted that to mean, oh, there aren't going to be people on our boat. But I said, don't worry about it. How they chose to interpret my words is their own problem. And so as you pull up to the dock and practice parking... Uh, as you pull up, I would look at the loaders and I'd give them the cross-the-throat cut signal, meaning just a deadhead. And when I was comfortable that they were good, I would have my hand on my shoulder and I would just point with my one finger down. Mm-hmm. And the, the loaders would know and they'd start loading the boat. And I did it without telling the trainee ever. I, every time I did it, and every time they would turn around with panic and look at me. And one time a girl goes, what do I do? And I just looked at her and I said, I... I suggest you be funny. <laughs> and then I just put my head back down and just let her do it. But it always, that was fun because they usually did great. And then you can watch the other skipper who realized, the other trainee, because we trained them in pairs, the other trainee realized they had 10 minutes before it was their turn. Yeah. And they were just ashen. They were just panic-stricken for 10 minutes watching the other person do it. But other than that one bad experience where yeah. they vomited, it worked out great. Uh, you know, something I, I haven't asked people as much lately, but it's always an injury. Uh, how's your rehire status? Um, rehire status. I found out that I can rehire anywhere in the park but attractions. And I said, why? They're like, we don't know. It's just on your record. No attractions. So there's that. I suspect that mine probably is that way too because I had three rounds of it. I'm guessing they probably would. Yeah. They actually offered me a couple jobs at other places. I'm like, no. no. I mean, God bless you for working there, but I don't yeah. want to work at if, Foods. If I ever went back, it would only be Jungle. Well, I, I love University. University was... Yeah. I, I actually think I... I, I the Jungle Park... Yeah, Jungle definitely got into my blood. But if I did anything else, uh, yeah. the training thing was great. Yeah, and I'd even—I was even willing to work at different attractions just to give it a get your feet. Well, get your feet in the door, then you can. Well, yeah, transfer, but even you know. to try out other other parts yeah. of the park. But they're like, no, you can't. I even applied. Oh, this is humiliating. I one of my dream jobs. This is true. One of my absolute dream jobs is to be a gardener at Disney. I would love to be a gardener, and I'm a pretty good gardener. And I've done landscaping and and designed some mm-hmm. backyards and stuff. And uh, I, they rejected my application so fast. It was not even 24 hours after well, I put it in. It's like, degree. boom, not acceptable. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Do they require a horticulture degree or something? They want you to have one. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I don't have one, but I just want to put plants in the ground. Yeah. And but you know what they say. You can lead a horticulture, but you can't make her think. That's right. <laughs> that's right. It'd be funny if how they reject you is you just see your resume shredded up as mulch. <laughs> 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 oh, I guess I didn't get it. Uh, yeah. Coming out of horse. Yes, yes. <laughs> Some of the horse feed is. Hey, that's my email address. <laughs> yeah. So, so that was that was crushing. <laughs> well, yeah. One of the things that uh, we have regularly asked people, and I think it's perfect uh, question for you, is let, let's 
Let's take a time machine trip into the future. Okay. And we're walking through the gate of Disneyland during the 100th anniversary celebration. Mm-hmm. Is the Jungle Cruise still there? Oh, God, yeah. Okay. And it's... Yes. No, no, no. Okay. And, and what does it look like? Uh, it'll look pretty much the same. I think all the animatronics will be modern, but it will look pretty much the same. I'd be surprised. It's, it's, one of the, it's like the rivers of America. It's one of the few things... They can't really do... You can't really mess with them, and I don't yeah. think they want to. Yeah, but they did electronic guns in Orlando. I mean, there's, there's been things that are... Uh, the, have you seen the video of the, um, the Hong Kong? Hong Kong? Jungle? Amazing. Oh, Hong Kong is amazing. amazing. And they, they have to so, know three languages and be able to spiel all three of them. Wow. I know three languages. Yeah, you have the man- Mandarin, Cantonese, and, and English. You have I to know. be able to spiel all three of them. I know English and two made-up languages. Yeah. So that's fluent, though. So oh, Mandarin. Fluent. So Mandarin. And... Uh, <laughs> Filipino, whatever that is. Um, no, it'll be. I think it'll be more. I can't say. More, right? I, I can say to an orange. All kinds, all kinds of offensive things. Yes, but we won't because we're skippers, right? It'll be. The we same. save that for the boats. Yeah, it'll be. It'll be pretty much the same, just improved, which is what might it's be a little been smaller for the sixty years. You mean plus? They can't make I it. Hate that term. They really can't make it any smaller. And if they did. Like they almost had that, and I saw some of the plans in my research uh, for where Indy was going to be. They, their, one of their original ideas was to take you would get on the Jungle Cruise. They would take you back to where the Elephant Pool is, and there would be a dock there, and you would get off the boat to go on the Jungle to go on Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. And then when the ride was over, you get back on the boat and then go through the rest of the Jungle Cruise. That'd be which, cool. And it was basically would have been a, a horrible balance issue. <laughs> it would have been, yeah, and it would have, you're pretty much a monorail for one attraction. Yeah. Uh, and they decided not to do that because they figured out a way to wiggle the queue through. Yeah, I but I don't think that's going to I will say, my one prediction that I'm going to add to yours, it's going to be okay. pretty much the same, with the exception of, uh, instead of skippers, it will be uh, robotic Johnny Depp's. Oh, that would be um, driving the boat with a quirky well, British accent. Robotic Tom Hanks. I'd be running through the. But here's you know, the thing, guys. I actually, I actually have insight, and this is real insight. That at some point they're bringing back the Hatbox Cannibal. Ooh, the uh, Hatbox yeah, Cannibal! Right. I think that's going to be an exciting that's addition awesome. to the ride. That would be great. You know, I was there. Maybe you guys were there the day when the Imagineers took a boat, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they were practicing to see if they could run a boat without skippers. And I remember Jerry York being very upset the whole day. But these three or what, four guys... Just like, just like push the throttle forward and then when it comes around, jump in the boat on the unload side? Or? That's what they were trying to figure out. Can the boats be controlled to go on their own? Ugh, and that's a bad idea. That's what they decided, that the boats go so, they go so slow people could hop out and there's too much stuff Spiders to grab. Spiders that could rip people's legs Rife, off. Yeah. Tigers that really could jump and get you the squirter. Some idiot could be in the back hitting the reset button. Uh, but I was there the day they were they were planning it, and a lot yeah. of it is has to do with saving money on skippers. And the second thing is because we cause trouble. Most of the one manager told me he goes, if you get a phone call from Space Mountain that there's a problem, you're like, oh, it's a mechanical problem, or you know, from anything, Toontown, name it, oh, it's a mechanical problem. Because mm-hmm. when you get a call from Jungle Cruise, it's like somebody's probably really pissed off, and you don't know for sure well, what the problem is. He goes, it's always a headache, which made me very proud. I can remember a couple, like the uh, the family at the Indy Queue who uh, the skipper goes by and does the, uh, look, it's a tribe of monkeys dancing oh, yeah. the, the joke that was in the script. And it was a family who was racially different and decided that they only heard part of it and they were so horribly offended oh, yeah. that that joke got blacklined overnight. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that kind of thing happened. Frequently, that's why the bamb- uh, the thing I'm proudest about is the bamboo wall between the Jungle Cruise and Indiana Jones. Yep. That was put up specifically to stop skippers from making fun of people in the Indiana Jones queue. Yep. It's the only place in Disneyland where 
Disney wants to protect you from other cast members, guests. So, because we're just too obnoxious. But that did, was my. Did it stop you from making fun of people? It just no, made they, they just harder. Don't, they just don't know. They just don't know they're being made fun of. Right. The meanest thing I ever did to a boat full of people one summer. Um, you know, are we, are we out of time? No, no, we're. we're it was summertime, so you know how everybody goes to Indy and they come to Jungle Cruise if Indy breaks down, mm-hmm. and they're just angry because they want right. They want they want your stupid ride. So doing a boat when it's when Indy's down just is awful. Mm. So I'm driving a boat full of these Indy people. They've been in like an hour, and right as I get to the Indy queue, they drop the ropes and people start flooding into the ride. And I just cracked a joke, and the reaction to the joke was 45 people all going. Ah! Oh! At the same time, they watched all these people running in, and for some reason, it just pissed me off. So I stopped the boat, let it coast. I'm like, "Look at that line! That line's getting longer and longer. Look at them running in! Oh man, look at them running in! That it's gonna be wow! It's gonna be like an hour wait by the time yeah. you guys get off this boat." I sat there until the boat came around out of the rainforest and almost hit me. I stayed there for almost a full minute and a half, and the boat, oh, their hate. You could cut it up and serve it with pie. Uh, it was palpable, and it was one of my proud... I loved it. I was made me made so happy. Stronger. Made me stronger. <laughs> their hate made me stronger because they were so angry that I... Uh, made them wait extra long. It's like, I can't back the boat up, people. Sorry, it only I, goes one direction. I love that story, and now I want pie. Yeah, ooh, pie. When uh, is pie. Hate pie? pie. <laughs> hate pie. When is pie ever bad? Um... <laughs> yeah, though right. there was always that, like, because it was easy, just you know, because people weren't paying attention most of the time. Yeah, and if uh, someone ticked you off, it was easy to slip a little something in there and yeah. risk the uh, yeah, risk the moment of it. When I got when I got asked to be on the writing team, uh, they had like an Imagineer and managers and stuff. They all rode our boats. So like the a couple skippers, six of us, whatever, that were on the writing team, they okay, do your boat, your regular boat. We won't get you in trouble. We won't say anything. Do your regular routine. I'm like, really? So I, mine, mine was really clean, but yeah. it didn't have a single joke that was on the script. Yeah, a lot of things that and, were in the spirit of the joke. Yes. And so when we got to the dog, Jerry goes, You've, you don't have a single thing on there that's on the script. I'm like, I know. He goes, I've never had a complaint about you. I'm like, I don't swear. I don't do inappropriate yeah. things. It's all... What I tried to do is... Because um, uh, it can get really monotonous and boring. And so I try to give myself games to keep my brain mm-hmm. occupied. Um, and so what I would do is I would look at the script and I would pick out for each scene the worst, stupidest, lamest joke. And I would say, all right, I'm going to make that one funny. Mm-hmm. And I would, it didn't always work, but it was at least I would try. <laughs> Some of them were just horrible. But I would try to make them funny. And then every day, my other goal was to write a brand new joke that wasn't an improv mm-hmm. that you could only use once. Look at your red, dumb red hat. But like a new joke that you could use every day. And it was a good way to, to train my brain to stay active. Because uh, the best boat I ever had, amazing boat, I remember nothing about it. Because the last two years I worked at Jungle, I was writing a book, that, again, available for 20 cents. And so sometimes my, I would read the book and I'd be editing it backstage and I'd go back for my shift and I wouldn't, you know how you do it for a long time? It mm-hmm. just seemed... Blends. So this is all I remember. I remember leaving the dock. And as the rainforest, I just, my brain left. And I was thinking about the book and about editing and this and that. I come back to the dock People stood, it's the only time it's ever happened. They stood up and applauded, and a couple people hugged me. And like one guy took his picture with me, and I'm like, Thank you. Like, that was amazing. I'm like, What the hell did I do? Because I didn't like come out of my trance till I was past Trader Sam. And I'm like, Whoa, I was I was phased out that whole trip. I hope it was good. Yeah. And I spent the rest of the day trying to figure out what did I do. Yeah, autopilot was a magical thing. It was so my my I was at my best when I was not thinking paying any attention at yeah. all to what i was doing yeah that's why you're a raging alcoholic nowadays raging alcoholic yeah yeah 
So, unrepentant. Um, <laughs> so uh, one other brief thing before I go into the the conceptual thing that I've never done before. I've, I have something I want to try, but um, let, let's chat about the Skipper stand-up. Okay. Because uh, it's going into s- how long now? Almost 10 years? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, um, 05, yeah. I think, it was the one that I went to. I can tell by how ones. old my daughter is. So, yeah, I started stand-up. She's almost 11, so I started it 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Can you believe it? That's crazy. Not yeah. quite as good as me guessing Condor Man, but, you know. We're, but we're that close. was seriously impressive. Um, seriously. So uh, before we do the, the Skipper Sam, just out of curiosity, uh, from that dead period of Disney live-action films and the animation for that period, what's your favorite um, Disney movie that doesn't get the credit it deserves? Hmm. Um, I like the, the Apple Dumpling Gang. Does that, yeah. that one count? That's, that's a good one. That's a good one. I like that one. I like that one a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, See, mine's an animated, it's and it's the one I – they're doing all this live-action thing because they're strip-mining their intellectual property uh-huh. uh, like it was a gold mine in the Congo. Yeah. Um, but I actually think that they should do a live-action version of The Black Cauldron. And just Ooh. not have John Biner. I liked Bizarre when it was on, you know, when it was on Cinemax or whatever it was. Uh, John know. Biner had this incredible mm-hmm. show that was on cable that was, you know, I don't know, boobs. Um, but it was a really, to hear. but it was a fun show. But I, I hated that that character voicing he did for Gurgi mm-hmm. in the Black Cauldron. But you want something that they could turn into a Lord of the Rings level franchise and do three or four movies out of the Black Hole. Yeah. Copyright 2015, Trevor and Kyle. <laughs> I always wanted to do that with What? Them. Black Cauldron? <laughs> Black Cauldron. No, no. What? Black, oh, I haven't, I've never actually seen the Black Cauldron. Oh, it's, 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 that's a hidden gem if you can get over the bad voice acting. Okay. My, girls, my girls like it. Yeah, because um, the books are amazing. I grew up on the, the Lloyd Alexander books. Oh, yeah. That was back when Disney used to make live-action films that were terrifying, right? Yeah. Is that that period? Like, Something Wicked This Way Comes? Oh, and Candleshoe? Oh, my God. Oh, I saw Candleshoe, and I was, I was scarred I back then. I don't know about Candleshoe. I, I remember, I distinctly remember, at the start of the VHS tapes, they'd go like, hey, look at all these fun little Disney films. It's like Apple Dumpling Gang. And then there was like one, I don't even remember what movie it was, but it was like this girl looking into a shattered mirror, and it was like terrifying. Oh, and then it went to like Herbie. It was like it was all like yes. Banshee, and then Herbie, and then like it was like because yeah. they were trying to. It's where Touchstone Pictures, not Touchstone. Um, yeah, what, Splash. Buena Vista. Um, they made their own. Like it was Buena Vista Pictures was was Splash. I don't think it was Touchstone. I thought it was Touchstone. Uh, they made it their own independent. Yeah, because yeah. they could be a little more adult and a little more. PG well, and then the Weins, then the Weinstein's were part of that. Distribution deal. That wasn't Touchstone. Because technically, because technically, Pulp Fiction uh, was a Disney movie. It was distributed by Disney. Wow. Because it was part of that distribution rights thing with uh, with Buena Vista Pictures and Touchstone. Wow. That was. But yeah, there was the uh, tell that mouse to be cool. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, I would say. Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. (laughs) (laughs) It's. The wallet you know, says "badass Mickey Mouse" on it. The Dis- mean, that would be the, on TV uh, when they dub out the bad words. Yes, it would be instead of "motherfucker" Mickey Mouse. Yes, it's like watching the Big Lebowski on TV. And they, <laughs> they, they, they just yeah. yeah. This is what happens when you take a man to France. Those <laughs> You're mon- like, what? Those monkey flying snakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or so Mr. yeah, Christmas. So that's what I think. Yeah. What's that's, the one from Die Hard? Yeah, there's one. Yeah, the, the, there's the bad edits. There's the whole. There's a YouTube supercut of all of Mr. Falcon. Mr. Falcon. Yeah, how is it? There are tons. There's like a supercut of all of the bad dub overs. 
So, um, yeah, now I lost my train of thought about that because we were talking. Sorry, Skipper uh, Show. Oh, yeah, Skipper Sorry. Show. So, um, so yeah, so 10 years. So what was the, other than, you know, as skippers, we like to be the center of attentions and tell funny jokes. Mm-hmm. But what was what was the genesis? The genesis was I took a um, uh, stand-up comedy class at the Irvine Improv. And they would have us go up on stage and do different things, give us different assignments. And three or four times in a row, I would do stuff that evidently I wasn't, I wasn't knowledgeable enough to know how to do it because it was for new stand-ups. And my teacher would go, how do you, wait, how do you know how to do that? I'm like, Jungle Cruise? Like, how could you handle hecklers? How can you do this? How can you do that? I'm like, Jungle Cruise? And so it dawned on me that being a skipper was a crash course because as a stand-up comic, if you can get 20 minutes in front of an audience in a mm-hmm. week, you're working hard. It's usually a couple different clubs. And you get that in your first hour of working at Jungle Cruise. You get 20 yeah. minutes. And so you get so much time in front of so many different audiences. Because you know at the dock, you've seen what kind of people get on your boat. Like, is it young? Is it old? Is it what ethnicity is it? So you can adjust your spiel to whoever that is. A boat full of sumo wrestlers. Right? And it makes you really appreciate who is in your boat. And you yeah. get really good at it. So in stand-up comedy, you can look at an audience and figure out who's there. Okay, you know the uh, toaster tours? Have you ever talked to that story? Like when people, if it's a boat full of people that don't speak English. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? This is me at Rear Load. This is why I'm, this is another reason why I'm going to hell. If it was all like an, a, a Chinese tour group and the guy's a like, cool toaster tour, I'm like, hold on. Do I have two people? Do I have two people? And I would yell it in English. People. And I would like put him in the back every single time. I would like force English speakers in their boat. I'm like, have a good time. Oh. I don't know why that just tickled me to death <laughs> that I could ruin somebody's toaster tour. What a jerk. I just have a lot of fun at other people's expense. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, I, to make a long story short, we were, I was running a comedy show at this place in Fullerton, and it was doing really well, and it began to struggle, and they were looking for new ideas. And I said, let's do one with Jungle Cruise Skippers. Uh-huh. And it literally just bounced off the top of my head. And uh, they thought, well, yeah, let's see what happens. And so we sold out our first show a month early, and it just became this thing that I did once as a joke that uh-huh. took over the universe. Yeah. Yeah. And... and uh, and the great part of it is that it, it, the legacy continues. Right? Uh, yeah, July 12th, the day before my birthday. I want to thank you for the early birthday present. It's a pre-birthday yeah, nice party. It's, we designed uh, it that way. I'll be there. From the get-go. <laughs> yeah. Ten years ago, we decided. Yeah, so this would be yeah. the, the 44th. Yeah, do you want me to open the door a little bit? Sure, it's a little yeah. hot, huh? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so July 12th. And we have I thought links. it was just me. We have links on the uh, Jungle Cruise Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Jungle Cruise. C-R-E-W-S. I've, I've spelled that out so many times. Right. And it'll um, be at the Brea Improv. Yeah, which yeah. is a, that's a venue. It it's is. a real, honest-to-goodness venue. And a comedy venue. Tickets are 10 bucks, and um, they're two-item minimum. you got to buy two things. So. Yeah. But it'll be but a great... their drinks are good. Their drinks aren't ridiculously overpriced. No, I get, always get appetizers and a beer. Yeah. Cheese. I like fried cheese and beer. And uh, be a great show. Some great skippers mm-hmm. um, and uh, some new skippers. It'll be fun, and yeah. hopefully, if uh, if it's if it rocks and rolls, it'll it be regular. Rolls. Yeah, because we were doing it like every other month, and it just became a killer grind for me. Because I would really like to uh, leverage this audience that I have to get all of the Orange County and LA people to get their butts in there. Because what a great time it would be. Yeah, it'd be. Uh, that's a that's a good venue, and if we can fill a couple hundred seats up, it could be a very uh, good uh, way to get them to do it more often. Yeah, yeah, and it's not just. People doing Disney jokes. No. no. It's everything. Yeah. And uh, that's the fun thing about hosting it is I kind of look at what the other skippers are doing. And if it's not a lot of Disney, I throw more in to kind of balance things out. Or it's uh, it's fun. A lot of people leave and say it's life-altering. It's that good. 
it's it's like a religious experience, yeah. I would say. Yeah. It's, it's it adds years to your life, I understand. As an audience member, you actually half, can actually get more average, life on average. Yeah. On average, three and a half per. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we want to go into the the one skipper stand-up that may have taken years off of people's lives, Trevor. Uh, I'm kind of curious. I've heard the stories about... about uh, a particular, <laughs> a particular <laughs> skipper stand-up uh, that maybe it mis- oh, misestimated the audience. Do you want me to talk about this? We don't have to. We don't, I mean, we should, I can cut this if it's not, you know. We could talk about it. Maybe I don't know if we should mention the name of the group. No, no, we don't we have to do that. The group. This I will say a select group of elderly people. Disney old-timers. Yes. We can... Geez, now the All helicopter sudden, decides yeah. to fly over. Thank you, Westside Costa Mesa. You haven't heard much of the, the, the of the podcast if you don't know that my audio quality is always filled with airplanes and tiki music and uh, police helicopters. Police helicopters listen for podcasts recording. Yeah. They do because they're illegal they, in Costa Mesa. Because that's where the meth is being made. Um, there was a select group of elderly uh, people, former Disneyland people, former Disneyland yeah. people yes. that had hired us to do a skipper show, and um, one of the things was specifically they wanted us to bring in younger people that they were bringing you in because we want to bring in new blood and younger people yes. I'm like well this is yes, but younger to that group may have been people in their 40s yeah it was people that weren't involved directly in World War II okay yeah so or one <laughs> we, World War One. we get there and immediately you can tell well this is not the crowd that's going to enjoy these jokes and everybody went up and did their best like Dave did well but Dave is really good at, you know, oh, this is the audience. I'm going to make sure I do this kind of material. Or at the time, Joey and I were, oh, this is the kind of crowd? We're going to do the exact opposite of what they want to see. Give you credit. You guys forge ahead. You're like, you know what? You're going to like this anyway. This is going to happen. You are going to like this. Yeah. And so we had a very abstract uh, act at the time where it was a duo act. And it was... Uh, abstract German prop comedy, <laughs> which, as you know, is taking the world by storm. Yeah, think about how funny Germans are as, as you props. contemplate this. Yes, Germans and prop comedy, the two highest forms <laughs> of, of comedy. Of funny. <laughs> yes. And I think that when I think like mimes and the French, in the same kind of a, you know, yes. end off as that. How yes. can you go wrong? And apparently the answer is you can go wrong very badly. <laughs> Especially when one of your jokes, this is not the act anymore, so don't by any means... You will not see this. You, this will not July be. 12th. It'll be good July 12th. But one of the punchlines was a severed black man's cock, <laughs> <laughs> which, in the context of the act, hilarious. <laughs> but when you're waving it in front of like an 80-year-old woman, yeah, not so good. Not so much. The hate <laughs> in that room was palpable. It was it was thick. Just by the end, but uh, how we close the act? Like this is beginning of the act is, you know, going well, way out there, yeah. <laughs> and so by the end of the act uh, is me and Joey singing a song, playing because the entire time we've had guitars. Well, we had guitars up there, and so we grab guitars and we're tuning it up, and we're going to sing them a song. We don't know how to play the guitar, so we're just banging on a guitar for about I don't know a minute. Not even that long. Not even. It was just pure hate. Like, I've never heard such deafening silence. Yeah. Uh, 
at the end of an act. And you wanted, and the thing was, I go, where does it end? He goes, well, we'll start singing uh, guitars, and when it's like 30 seconds or so, come up and kick us off. Yeah. And so people thought I really, like, kicked you guys yeah. off. Like, they were happy. They are like, wow, that Dave guy saved us. So I'm like, no, I did What? That's part of the act. What, yeah. What makes it worse, though, is we go up, bomb. And then I have to go up by myself and do a <laughs> solo after they've seen just recorded, like, hatred for this guy. Oh, yeah. Hopefully there was a wig or something that could at least have camouflaged your... We were in wigs. For okay. The, my nice blonde bob wigs. Good. And your Walt Disney video... Which is brilliant. Brilliant. Yep. They hated it. They, I had to go to an hour-long meeting after it was over. Where I was, <laughs> they gave you notes. I was, I was seriously worried they weren't going to pay us. Yeah. And uh, I even volunteered to host anything they ever wanted for free ever again. But I, I really thought they weren't going to pay us. And um, uh, they said that video was so incredibly inappropriate. And it was so offensive. I'm like, that video is freaking funny. Yeah. And it's obviously a joke. And they... Well, Everything we did was that video horrific. gets fifty fifty. It's either yeah. people love it or it's like you murdered a puppy. And, and I put link. I put links to wow. it in the past. I'll I'll put it back up. Again. Oh good, but it's good. But it's back on the unsinkable TK. It's back. We took it down when we were being considered by yeah something something by something something. Um, so side. so that video, those videos are great. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to take a little trip with you back in time, Trevor, okay. because. I've seen another video that you had done that okay. has not been publicly discussed, uh, as far as I know, on, the, on your podcast or on mine. And I think it's a very that girl consented to everything. <laughs> you can see her legs because it was she was she, she was, was because it was cold outside. It was <laughs> maybe it was cold Again, outside. That's a song about rape. It's a song about it, rape. It's a very rape song. Rape song. It is. Yeah. It is. Uh, but, Citizen Kane of Christmas. Rape songs. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would describe this video I saw as a very credible. Oh, okay. Uh, it was your uh, Credible Hulk video. Yeah, that was actually an, a whole film made by Jungle Cruise Skippers. Yeah, and, and you it, made seven pounds. I, I did. Maybe maybe eight. I lost about 200 pounds to do that part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what he would. It was it was it was hilarious. I thought it was, and I'll I'll put. I mean, if I yeah, ask, I, I think Rita sure said I could put it up. So Rit has it somewhere. Uh, but yeah, for the people who missed the Joey and and Trevor podcast, I will uh, I will put that up to give a little you know happy. Uh, it was uh, entirely made by Jungle Cruise Skippers. It won an award from UCLA, I think. Yeah, with, like the Audience Award, like best film there, and it's basically the premise is, uh, I'm the Hulk. I, I'm Bruce Banner. I work at an office. Not That's, David Banner, though. Not not David Banner. Okay. Bruce Banner. <laughs> and, um, the joke is, I work in an office. When people piss me off, I get angry and I turn green, but I don't get big. <laughs> and so, but since I was 95 pounds at the time, I would tear off my shirt and it would be like... Um, like, you know C-3PO and Phantom Menace where you can tell like people are puppeteering him? That's what my body looked like. At the time, without the cover, without, without the, the wires, the wires are your intestines in there, and it, it was it was a great film, and it just you know it was funny. It was, yeah. it was a fun little thing. Jerry York, all these Jungle Cruise, it's like a who's who of the Jungle Cruise yeah. skippers. Cherry Sh- Ribble, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some great stuff. So I have some great skippers. So I will, there. I will actually put that up, and this will be like the second half because I split these things up. But I'll, I'll put that in the show you're notes. Two parter. Oh yeah, you're wow. a two parter. We should have recorded a cliffhanger. Can we call for the second one. half? Can we call it the Revenge? Yes, the I Revenge. Will. Second episode, Revenge is, of the Skips, is whatever. Like, whatever you call the first one is whatever the first one's called, the Revenge. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Adjacent to greatness and revenge of the skips. Adjacent to greatness, the revenge. Okay, we will we will put that in. I there. taught my girls every second movie. They call it the revenge. Let's go see Avengers two. The revenge. And I'm like, yeah, I've trained you. The Avengers. Uh, the Avengers. What uh, what you guys think of that? I mean, it's like, this might get cut because I really okay. But uh, the new Avengers movie. I am so incredibly biased. It could have been Josh Whedon reading a comic book on screen yeah. for three hours, and I'd be like, Woo! best movie ever. But. I've been a fan of The Vision. He's in my favorite That's character I since I was seven stuff, yeah. years old. And at, at the risk of sounding like a freak, when they first appeared on screen, I cried. Yep. Teared up. I mean, a man in my late 40s started to cry like a little girl. It was, Even uh, though it was naked Vision crunched well, over his coffin. I felt slightly confused <laughs> sexually. <laughs> but, um, and, and even though they skipped on the green outfit, which I thought would have been much more visually striking. Yeah, but I thought but they did. Yeah, it, was, this, it was good. It was his, good. His origin story is different. And I, before, I'm like, oh, Vision. <laughs> but in the movie, beautiful and yeah. perfect. And I loved every second of it. Yeah, there, it's it's going to be a good. I mean, I don't think it's an eight, 1984 level summer. I mean, it's not like you know Back to the Future and all that. But it's a good. I mean, Mad Max Fury Road was was beautiful, beautiful it's, movie. It's the same summer that yeah. occurred 20 years ago. Yeah. right. Well, Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park and Star Wars and, Star Wars. and yeah, just yeah. But I, The Avengers was amazing. It's, yeah. that's what that's what movies are supposed to be. That. That good, happy, that happy. well written, that well, yeah. Uh, you know, and I'll say when when Disney uh, bought Marvel, everyone was there's no way they can do this and yada yada, and it's it's been such a a great ride. I mean, it's yeah. I wish that the actual rides uh, for the Marvel movies were that good that we have at the park. I just the the Vision roller coaster, I just can't get into it. You can't see it. Yeah, it's just it's, it's ethereal. Get it? <laughs> it's ethereal. That's a big uh, word I use. Oh, that All joke right. had a lot of soul, Jim. Oh, uh, I don't so um, <laughs> what? But, uh, where were we? I don't know. Oh, I was happy when Disney bought Marvel. Yeah, and yeah. all my comic friends were like, "Man, I go, I'm a huge comic book geek. There's Disney's a- gonna do this well. I'm, I'm happy when Disney buys it. Let them buy everything. Yeah, because like when, like when they bought Lucasfilm, and go, oh my gosh, they're gonna ru-. no. Star Wars is already ruined. It's only going to go up yeah. from here. They literally couldn't make it worse if it was Jar Jar Binks musical dancing on roller skates. <laughs> right. It would still be more logically consistent <laughs> right? than the, than the oh, prequels. Hold on. I'm thinking Jar Jar Binks and Starlight Express now. Right? That would be a right? musical. Be Andrew Lloyd Webber meets Jar Jar. <laughs> Just, oh, uh, God. Um, so the, the conceptual thing, yeah, no, I, and I, I think the new movie looks amazing. We'll have, yeah. we'll have James Bond as a stormtrooper. That's awesome. Daniel Craig as a stormtrooper. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't see that. No, I got leaked. Simon Ooh. Pegg said it on, on an off-the-cuff thing. And wow. So, yeah, so we're going to have, like, I think it's going to be like. And? With the, 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 oh. number of, the number of celebrities and, like, guest spots, my theory is they're taking the script from It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, and they're remaking it in the Lucas universe. It's a Mad, 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 Mad universe. And the great thing about it, there's a second black guy. There's two black guys in the universe now. Lando Calrissian and hey, then and there's, whoever that Stormtrooper guy and, is. And there's two women. Two black women? No, no, just women. Oh, two women. There's two there's women. Just, there's, yeah, there's more That's, than two breasts in the, in the like movie at one time. In the Star Wars universe, there can only be two. There are going to be two at a time. <laughs> at a time. One the master. Yeah. One the student. That's Lando Calrissian, obviously the master. Yeah, yeah. Something my girls aren't into. They're not into Star Wars. No? Because no. I won't let them watch the prequels. Like as far as my children, I, I don't. I don't want. There them were only to three. The world. There were only three Star Wars movies and three Indiana Jones movies. Yep. Yep. Does it will ever be? Yep. So let's let's. Uh, this is the conceptual thing. This may not work. All right. But I'm just curious. We're going to do a little thing called Disney Lies. Okay. So we're going to do. Uh, so, so let's just say four rounds. 
And we're going to go around and True. we're going to start with real. No, no, no. We're going we're gonna to make it up. False. We're going to make oh, it up. Okay. Right. So we're going to make up. The first one is going to be a very, like, small lie. Like, you know, you always hear, like, the, uh, the um, turkey legs are actually ostrich. Okay. So you know, little things that are very innocent. And each, each time we're going to step up. Uh, so, for example, we could say that um, all of the plants around the rivers of America are smokable. Instead of the Tomorrowland where they're all edible. So all right. that, that would be an example of a, a small Disney lie. Technically not incorrect. Well. You could smoke any you plant available could. to you. You could, yes. So, yeah. So, let, I mean, so does, this, does the concept work for you guys or is it just too far out of just the, build? You just build. It's got to be like small lies and then you okay. work up to the real whopper. Like, okay. the, like the Walt's head in a cryogenic chamber coming to life in the Matterhorn kind of level of the, the top lie. So. You're not supposed to talk about that. If you're gonna, you're gonna get Disney legal all over you. Yes, they they uh, they don't want to know the truth that's out there. I've had this I've had this, this like I've had this like stewing in my head ever since I I had been talking to you about coming on this show. I'm like, yeah. if if anyone can you know go to the opposite end of the truth telling about Disney and do a lie, it would just be a f- perfect thing for you. I can even use lies that people have yeah oh, accused me of being the truth. All right, I'll yeah. use that. Yeah. Guests have actually said these things to me. All right, who's going first? Uh, well, I already with the, uh, the plants are smokable thing, okay. so. Um, Disney poisons the crows oh. so they don't harass people in the park. A uh, little known fact about Main Street USA, they have um, air conditioning coils under the sidewalk to adjust the temperature. Mm-hmm. Oh, very cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, for the after the 60th anniversary is done, for the 61st, uh, they will be replacing Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln to be Great Moments with Mr. Vader. Ooh, awesome. It's a very interesting thing that people may not have heard yet. Um, the, uh, oh, I had one. So we're, we're building up. This is, yeah, this, this, is, still, this is still like next level step. two. Level two? All right. A okay. um, uh, little known fact about California Adventure. Um, mm. The next phase is going to be Alvera Street. Oh, that, that would be a great part of the California yes. adventure. Yeah. It's going to be uh, just outside the gates. Yeah. Uh, There's a little known fact about the... the uh, <laughs> God damn you. That's good. <laughs> the, uh, the construction, while they were doing, they, they uh, actually had a roller coaster similar to the Aerosmith rock and roller coaster, but uh, their plan was to have the rap artist Eminem be the musical act for that. That's good. That's good. Little I see it's yeah. building. That's, yeah, building, building. I got nothing. Not nothing Crap, still. What's wrong with me? What's wrong? You you can't come up with this little 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 truth? tiny little tiny uh, untruths. Um, I got one. I yeah, got one. Let's ever stupid. Yeah, yeah. I want to come up with stupid ones. Okay. Uh, did you know? That I read about this the other day on a, a Disney blog. Um, next year, uh, Splash Mountain's going down for rehab, and they're going to replace the uh, Tar Baby with a Jar Baby as you go up the lift hill. All right. More politically correct. Yeah. Um, this one, uh, all of these skulls in parts of the Caribbean that they use, mm-hmm. real human skulls. Yeah. Real human skulls. I've heard that. Yeah. People who worked on the ride. Yes. Yeah. That way they couldn't talk about the secrets. Yeah. yeah. A lot of Toontown people do. Yeah. They just kind of. Did you know that the this is something that you may not have known this. This is this is absolutely the uh, the airplane in Condor Flats was the actual airplane that Walt Disney flew around the world in. Did not know that. See, we're raising it. Slight, slight, slight bar. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Now it's Grizzly Peak. Yeah. Got to go again? Yeah, you've only gone like once. I know, I know. <laughs> um, Breathe. Just relax. Relax your for the, after the After the 60th, Disney plans to remove the Peter Pan attraction. 
with a virtual reality version of the samurai. Wow. Yeah. I, you know, it's technology. I could see it. Uh, see? Yeah, but it's funny. There's a lot of replacements going on because uh, with, with interventions closed, they actually are closing it so that they can retrofit the building so it spins the opposite direction. Because, you know, they have to have a little, uh, little variance. Effect. Yeah, the Coriolis effect. Oh, did you know that um, on the uh, next year, they're going to start serving uh, free beer in the park? To, to any, anyone? Anyone. Age, no age, age limitations? Walt Disney was very firm in his belief that anyone should be allowed to drink. He said it multiple times. Yeah. Look it up. Don't look it up. Um, since Bob Iger is a very strict Roman Catholic, mm-hmm. they're changing the end of Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, where he just goes to purgatory. Oh, <laughs> I felt like that at Disney a lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah. that, that actually is called being a cast member. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So uh, hell being Toontown. Yeah, all right, we've yeah. all agreed. But you know, <laughs> you know, speaking of Disney CEOs, I, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, ever since the late '80s, uh, Michael Eisner has been working in the costume department as Goofy. A lot of people didn't know that. <laughs> They're um, in an effort to be more politically correct and, you know, um, gender equal. Uh, next year, they're going to be renaming the Mark Twain the Anne Rand. A lot of people don't know that. That's awesome. It's only going to let certain people on, and um, it's only going to be a it's, a... it's an extra fee to ride it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the original plans for the Mickey Mouse Park, later known as Disneyland, uh, there was the because Walt was a fan of trains. There was the railroad. There was also going to be an underground railroad. Oh, that would have been great. Where you got historical. you got money for capturing slaves and bringing them back. So oh. it was. A lot of people know that was the original storyline to Big Thunder Mountain. That was. Yes. That was. That was. Yes. Capture them slaves. <laughs> Bring them on back. Cross the Mason Dixon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, so yes, this is and uh, do we do we really? I don't know if we've escalated. I don't know. Uh, I think we're just kind of sitting at like two and a half. I think three. we are. I think we should crank it up. To we should like, do like one more good, the biggest one you can think of. And what's what? What are things guests have said? I love the uh, in in Dave Koenig's Mouse Tales book when yeah. the the uh, guest goes up to the ticket booths in the old ticket booth days and asks uh, very you know drizzly day on the out uh, out in Southern California and the guest asks um, if it's raining inside the park. So uh, because of that... That is true. Because of that, uh, in, in two years, they are planning on putting a dome over the entirety of Disneyland. I, I know for an absolute 100% fact from a former Disney executive that people write complaint letters when it rains. And one letter that they say, it's a Disney should have known we were visiting that day. Mm-hmm. So why did it rain? It's like, how powerful do you think this company is? Right. That powerful. That It tells you the power of Disney if people think you have the power to control the weather. Didn't they actually look into putting a dome over the park? I, th- I could have sworn well, I read that somewhere. No, no, they were mm-hmm. uh, when they were. I've never heard that. Okay, so this is actual true Disney history. So St. Louis was going to be the second oh. park, mm-hmm. and that was going to be an entirely indoor Disneyland. Yeah. And it got to the point where it got to the city council, and mm-hmm. I don't know for whatever reason that, that uh, it was when Walt was still alive. I mean, it was yeah. 50, 59, I think yeah. it was, or sixty, and they went to the St. Louis council, and they were going to build that park. Yeah. In the St. Louis, they had a bunch of questions, and they wanted this, and they wanted that, and Walt was like, no, I'm already over it. I'm, yeah. He was already buying land in Florida. He also yeah. realized it was St. Louis, so... 
Yeah, but that's that is the it's good. An awful town. That <laughs> is, I've been there. It's an awful town. Yeah. Yeah. but that is the that is the good news is that the next Disney Park announcement has uh, has already been leaked. It is going to be Brooklyn, New York. Oh wow! I Ooh. think that's very exciting. Brooklyn's Walt hit. Disney's Brooklyn. Walt so, Disney's because if you if you wanted one place or old Brooklyn, hip, hipster, hipster Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Oh yeah, right in the middle. And hipster Mickey. And right. That was my big lie. That was my. That was, see, that, I, that was my. That's big a lie. big lie. That's a very big lie. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't know this. Because uh, they tell you you're not supposed to talk about it afterwards, but um, all the the uh, walking costume characters mm-hmm. are actual animals that they have removed the insides from, and they hire midgets yeah. to walk around in their skin. Not only that, the midgets are naked, so they're basically naked people in animal mm-hmm. skins yeah. talking to your kids. Yeah, it's creepy. Yeah, you know what? A lot of people don't know this about Disney cast members is that when you're hired, they implant a small gem into your hand, and when you reach the point where you're getting seniority and higher pay, the gem starts to light up, and then you have, uh, you know, your escape to. It is like Logan's yeah, Run. It is exactly. Logan's Run. They call it Eisner's Run, where you got to yeah. run for the hills. People yeah. don't know that it's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All true. All, all true. All true all of those absolutely all of those true. Lies are one hundred percent accurate. I've, I've, I've. I think that my inspiration with that was your video, but the the all secret, the, uh, the, the secrets of Disneyland, the I, myths of Disneyland, myths of Disneyland. So <laughs> it's it's amazing. Yeah. I was I was working parade route, and there were there were literally a couple hundred crows a murder. And one of them fell from the sky and landed on, like, landed thud. And I was what? like, that's weird. And this lady comes over to me and starts yelling at me, why is Disney poisoning the crows? And no, 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 you guys. Uh, and I went, if we were poisoning crows, why would there be a thousand of them? And she went, did, did well, you? and walked away. I'm like, Disney no. was developing, now this is not in the category of lies, Disney was developing a sonic bird control system to stop that from happening with all the seagulls in Florida. And mm-hmm. PETA, and I'm assuming other groups got wind of it, and even though it wasn't killing the animals, it was disturbing them from their natural order of they eating French fries and stealing hot dogs. Uh, so they they were not able to develop this. So yeah. and it's so hard to train hedgehogs to do what you want. <laughs> Just give them a gold ring, right? <laughs> that's, that's, all, yeah. that's all hedgehogs yeah. want. Is uh, gold. But that's but that's why the park is so clean. That's why I don't see birds everywhere. Yeah, like seagulls want not pooping on people because they keep the park pretty clean. Yep. What a random thing to say. <sighs> well, I'm, I'm hoping... <laughs> we can't end on that. No, my, my, my greatest hope, by the way, is that when, when we reach the age where we've had our, our successful lives as adults and we uh, can retire... I'm still waiting for that. Yes. Uh, but uh, when we're able to retire off of, off of uh, this podcast revenue that's zero, and uh, I'm just hoping that we'll get to work together as we retire... Because wouldn't it be great being 55 with you and me and Trevor, you'd still be young. You'd be, you know. I'll be 55 in like three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but wouldn't that be, because that's, I want to go back and retire. Would you, would you go back and work if money was not, uh, if you didn't need money, would you just go back and. In a heartbeat. Yeah. Oh, my, my wife, when I first got married, she asked me if we won the lottery, what would you do? And I said I would teach history and I would work at mm-hmm. Jungle Cruise. And, and uh, now I would just work at Jungle Cruise. Yeah. Forget teaching. Stupid. Well, kids. but but it's funny. I have a large uh, uh, listener base of people in higher education, so I'm just going to plug it and say that uh, if any of you are looking for for someone, uh, the currently available Dr. Dave Marley. That's right. I'm currently available for teaching. 
Well, for anything, really. Uh, it just depends on what you want. He needs money. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> I need the money pretty desperately, actually. So, yeah. Good. And we'll put up the link on the show notes <laughs> to your uh, Etsy store, and you make some yeah. great stuff. Thank you. Thank so you. I, I want to steal one of your sign ideas for a T-shirt. because It's been it's, a uh, lot of fun. Yeah. And just, I did it because I was bored, and yeah. people are like, you should totally post these. I'm like, all right, I'll sell them. And this, is, this is my life for three and a half years. It's, right? It's, you know, It takes I, over. Well, my wife calls Jungle Cruise my mistress. But you know what it is? It's actually that it's having a creative outlet um, makes everything else, you know, a lot I don't know, less painful, whatever it is. Um, but no, I mean, creating things is addictive. And when yeah. you have the ability to put things out that are humorous and that are about things that you love, it really it makes your life so much better. I mean, I, I wouldn't have thrown the money that I have into almost four years of this podcast and the time if it didn't give me a great level of satisfaction. I mean, it's, yeah. it is. It's, 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 and then there's Trevor who has a real job. And, For now. Uh, employee of the year? Employee of I'm the sorry, employee of the year, Trevor? Oh, Kelly? yeah, that's right. Employee of the yeah. year, Trevor. I couldn't even be employee of the year and I'm self-employed. That's my, how bad it is. My dad actually told me, I never thought I'd hear your name and employee of uh, the year in the same sentence. I won faculty of the year. Yeah? For all the good that did me. Yeah. It's obviously. It's, yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. Self-employment's rough. I had this whole sexual harassment case against my boss. That's nice. It's not going well. No, it's me. Oh, it's me. you? That was so, the whole joke. Sexual, self-employed. Self-employed. Oh, sexual yeah. okay. Uh, so I, I missed. I just. It's all right. That's fine. So. Any other job? Uh, let, let, one last thing. Since you were a trainer, yes. and you had this great love of the best, and really the only attraction that matters at Disneyland. Yep. What is your advice to either a new cast member coming on, or someone who's been there and is is doing the grind as a Jungle Cruise skipper? What is your genuine advice to those people? Uh, my genuine advice would be to be in the moment and really realize this is a rare opportunity in your life, and to really just soak all the fun out of it. And just let the, ca- the, the joy you get from guests, let it fill you up. I remember uh, I was at Lode and I was talking to this couple and they were from India. I'm like, oh, well, great. When did you get here? And she, the woman said, three hours ago. I went, excuse me? She, we flew from New Delhi yep. and the plane landed in LAX and we went through customs and we dropped our bags off at the hotel and now we're here. Mm-hmm. And I went, you landed in, in America three hours ago and now you're in the Jungle Cruise. Yeah. And then it turned out that I, tra- I rotated in it was my boat. And I went, all right, I'm going to give these people the best boat ever. Yep. Cause, and then I, the rest of the day I was buzzed because these people were so excited and now they're going to spend 10 minutes with you. And so that's, that's the one thing I'd just keep that in mind, that it's a rare opportunity and it's a lot of fun. And I don't know any skipper that wouldn't be happy to go back. Oh, yeah. Like, when you think about it, like when you really think <clears throat> about it, it's the weirdest thing ever. It's like, like working in a dream. Like when you work nights and it's slow... Your job literally is sitting on the dock in a jungle, listening to '40s music, mm-hmm. and occasionally telling jokes. Yeah. Well, but but that that was that was oh two oh three. There is no such thing as a slow time at Disneyland. It <laughs> it, it it was raining a couple weeks ago and and pouring. Everybody goes. And Jungle had an hour long wait. How awful! It well, is, they, they have a wait. <laughs> they have a wait because of the way they have to tie off the boats. Yeah. Um, when Uh-oh. we were there, you could do 2,200 people in an hour, and that's if you're really moving, or 2,000. That was good. Now they can't beat 1,100. Um, the I've been told to... that's about the best you can hope for, so it's been cut in half. When they go down for rehab, they're supposed to adapt it so they don't have to do that with the boats, but it's killed yeah. the productivity of that attraction, yeah. which is a tragedy. You know. 
Just hold on to guests. Don't let them fall in the river, and then you won't have that problem. Let yeah. that boat cut them in half, and then right, fine. right, yeah. half the way for half the, the fare. The, the. <laughs> That's how we roll. All right. Well, that's that, uh, that inspirational advice uh, is is a good place to end this on. So uh, it, it it's been a, a dream of mine for at least you know six months or so, maybe longer to have you on the podcast, Dave. Oh, well, thank so, you. So yeah, I'm excited about it. And um, Trevor, it's it's great. Always great seeing you. I. Uh, I look forward to popping up on another podcast. Yes, someone else. I want to Trevor to win. win yeah, La- I'm well, Trevor I'm going to have you when, when Lassiter comes on the show. I'm going to have you be my uh, please for the love of God, my Andy Richter. There, I've told Dave this too. Yes. If he gets Lassiter for the Jungle Cruise book. I, as my Oof. fee for doing the book, you allow me in the room yep. with John Lassiter. Do what you need to do, question wise. Yep. But then leave him to me for questioning on cars. Okay. Because there needs to be Well, it is your, fa- it is your favorite movie. Answers. It is your favorite movie of all movies that are out it's there. It's the Condor Man of Pixar movies. It really <laughs> can, I, can I put in one? Uh, it's not a plug, it's a plea. No, of course. You can put this wherever you want. Yeah, absolutely. In the podcast. Uh, I am working on a history of the Jungle Cruise. And so if you're a skipper out there, if you have stories that you want to share... Uh, with me or be interviewed by me, I would love that. Uh, maybe there's an email address they could email there, you at. There is. Uh, um, my email address is, is hey Dr. Marley at gmail.com. H E Y D R Marley, M A R L E Y. Hey Dr. Marley at Gmail. And just shoot me a note. Let me know when you work there and we can yeah. talk in person or on the phone or through email, whatever. Well, and the best the best place to find you is going to be July 12th in Brea. I love how you brought that up. And around. for $10, you can have the time with Dr. Marley to tell him your Jungle Cruise story. And for $15, I'll sit in your lap and talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this this will be uh, challenges in editing. but uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> 15 bucks, I'm yours, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you, guys. Always a pleasure. And uh, to everyone out there in the uh, the wild uh, wastelands of internet land, uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. And Kungaloosh, I don't, tuning in, it's a podcast. Thanks for downloading me. It doesn't sound as nice as that. It doesn't. All right. Tuning in. It's tuning. Really better. All right, yeah. All right Kungaloosh, everyone. Talk- <laughs>